Warning. This episode contains adult language, mature situations, thick Cockney accents, 8-bit graphics, epinephrine, gratuitous nasal spray usage, urinal cake flavoured cocaine, and the mating habits of a tweaked out geezer. Listening discretion is advised. You fucking wankers. Got a heart on? Check! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. I am your wonderful and illustrious and entertaining host, Zahn. And I am your co-host, Deke. Talking in a British accent for some reason. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> no, that's, oh, you do a good British accent. You're better than most. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I've got a few of them. Oh, oh, oh of course. And it's good because you got all the birds who hang around you now. I thought it was safe to go down to the shops anymore. <laughs> and as you can guess by the insanity going on, this is going to be another fun-filled episode of the Spark and Movie View where we talk about movies, tell you a little bit about them, and tempt you with our sword, sorcery, and shirtless sweaty guys theme month coming out this February and some other interesting things happening soon. Is that what those Death Star-like plans are hanging on the wall over there? No, 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 no. That's my taking over the world plans. These plans are over there. Oh, oh, I didn't even see these plans. Yes, under the under the bag of sugar. <laughs> Here, do a lineup for me real quick. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. So, anyway, for those of you who don't know, usually Spark and we, we do is we give information about movies and so on and so forth and whatnot. As you can guess, we're a little bit tweaked out because just for some reason we've been in a weird mood. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe we're just pumped up from this very fucking awesome movie. We're going to review this episode. Because if you remember from the last episode, we reviewed a very awesome movie a very cool movie starring the great and powerful john stockwell and also the crazy and wonderful and unfortunately passed on dennis hopper what we were talking about we're talking about my science project and if you remember we rolled afterwards the dodecahedron of movies and dictated on us i'll be reviewing a pretty unique series a very different series it's action-packed and completely insane but before we get ahead of ourselves, remember you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us about any movie reviews at spirekinmovie at gmail.com. We're on our Twitter under spirekinmovie. You can also check us out on Facebook under Spirekin Movie Review Group. And if you want to leave us voicemail, 206-350-8462. And you can email me at zan at spirekin.com and deke at, spire, deke at spirekin.com. No, sorry. deke.spirekin.gmail.com. <laughs> I'm a little tweaked out, sugar man. Uh. I have to prepare myself mentally. Give me another uh, line of that sugar. <laughs> I'll say yes to anything. Either way. Movie starring that great... Well, he's currently the new action star, even though he doesn't have the face of an action star. He definitely... Uh, he kind of does. He doesn't, he doesn't. He no, he doesn't have the jaw that you you expect for an action star, you know? Yeah. He has more of like a bean head. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, but... Uh, he really, he's really come a long way since uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Fat Fox, you know? They're, true, true. Uh, and you're probably wondering who the fuck we're talking about. We're talking about the one and only Jason Statham. To quote Daryl Surratt. 
But yes, we're talking about a Jason Statham. We know which movie are we going to talk about. Is it the one where he drives a car and kills people? No. No, not that movie. Is it the one where he drives a car and kills people? Oh, there might be children listening. Is it the one where he drives a car and kills people and does coke? That movie. Exactly. So we're talking about, as you probably can guess, the one they only made in 2006. Crank. Yes, we're talking about Crank in this episode. So for those of you who have not seen this wonderful, glorious, and very odd movie, this is a a hard R by Lion Gates, which is kind of unusual, because nowadays, when you think action movie like Terminator or the summer blockbuster, it's a PG-13. Which, honestly, because when we were young, a hard R was just Rambo, you know, or, or Commando. It was, it was high body counts. It was, uh, it was, you know, empty shell casings flying in pretty much every piece of celluloid that they used in the, in the movie. Lots of one-liners. One-liners. Just... At least one guy getting thrown off a building. Titty shots. And the, the, the titty shots. You oh, we can't have a hard on with that titty shots. Oh, and we forgot, we forgot the most important thing. The indestructible car. Oh, uh, yes. The indestructible car. So, this is what we have. The bullet shells. Mm-hmm. Check. Has titties. Check. Has someone being thrown off a building. Check. Does it have the indestructible car? The car doesn't die, so check. And what was the other thing? Uh, I think we reached our limit, but we will have to go back to uh, pretty much uh, Jason Statham going on a bender pretty much all day. Exactly, because the, the opening of the movie is awesome. Because it first off, you get this wonderful, the top of the line graphics that you'd ever expect <laughs> in a movie. It's um, that show on. Uh, on, uh, what is it? G4 with the oh. the 8-bit graphic show you ever I, I, I know what it is. I can't remember it, though. I was thinking Wonder Showsen, but no, it's not Wonder Showsen. <laughs> Wonder Showsen. Schnoogie. No Schnoogie. <laughs> no Nuggie. Schnoogie. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. So, so anyway. He, um, so he wakes up. He's all, so goes into first-person view. Not like Doom, which had also an awesome first-person view. Scene. No, this was actually better than Doom's first-person view. Yeah, so guy's sweating, doesn't know where the hell he is, walking around, walking around, and then he looks at his TV. Nice big-screen TV. And what does he see? It's just snow, and there's something you can't quite make out on the, on well, the it's front. Well, it's a CD, and what does it say in big letters? It says, fuck you. So he puts it in, and this guy pretty much tells you, fuck you, Chelios. Who is Jason Statham's character's name? Chad Chilios. What happens is this guy who, well, we're just going to call him stereotypical Hispanic villain. Hispanic villain's a bad name, but anyway, so this guy pretty much tells him, yeah, I put this Bangkok shit in your head and you're going to die in an hour. So he's got some Chinese shit coursing through his veins. He's got a one hour time limit, apparently. And he tells him, fuck you, Chilios. <laughs> fuck you, man. I poisoned you. That's it. And so he ends up running downstairs, freaking out, really pissed off. But first, he destroys this beautiful flat screen in under 10 seconds. Yes, and they must have really done that. I hope they did it all in one take, because that, that's a waste of flat screen TVs, if you ask No, me. but you have to admit, that was freaking just intense oh, it was, scene. It just builds up, uh, it just shows you what kind of guy he is. He's, fun, he, he's in a rampage now, he's pissed off. You don't really know too much about this guy, uh, the Hispanic villain. However... You obviously know enough that Jason Statham hates fucking guts because 
take out his, his anger and aggression, he destroys his, his prize TV. And then he proceeds to go on a major rampage throughout the city, and meanwhile, newscasters follow him saying, this insane madman, and many bystanders say, you asshole. <laughs> so does an asshole to everybody else in LA, except the, the people he the kills. <laughs> Oh, no, that one cop, I think they call him an asshole, though. He, oh, he, yeah, he, I, he might have. Uh, don't quote me on that one. <laughs> so anyway, so what happens is, is he's going on his rampage, pissed off, trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. Turns out this drug, it's messing with his adrenal glands. So what happens is, in order for him to survive, he has to get himself worked up. Anyway, how? Violence, drugs, anything. So first thing he does is he does wine. Well, does coke. <laughs> Well, first he, he gets the coke. He, he goes into a black biker bar. Uh, Pointing a gun at someone's head. He grabs a guy just chilling, you know, brother's just chilling there. Fucking Chelios takes him to the bathroom and then points a gun in his face. Then meanwhile, shit's starting to happen. Everybody's noticing who's this uh, white boy coming in here with a gun, pointing at a bro, you know? He's like, no, 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 he's just, he's just, this white guy's using a gun, he's just doing some business. And so he gets some information from him, then he says, I want to buy some coke. Like, <laughs> probably probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. Actually, it's definitely my favorite scene in the entire movie. But he, he's like, Jason Statham's like, you got any coke? And he's like, for real? He's like, come on. <laughs> and then he throws a fucking, as he calls it, a couple of grams. And then he proceeds to rip, tear open the bag, toss it right on the bathroom floor, scoop it up crudely into a line, and then snort it. And yeah, no, he snorted off his. He doesn't snort the wine. He has all over me snorting yeah, off no, his jacket. Yeah, no, yeah, that's he was like fingers. doing little fingers, little bits of crazy. Then they proceeds to get into a fight with the the bar. But the funny <laughs> thing is, like in a cartoon, you know, he goes through one door and they're coming out freaking everywhere. They're coming out the roof. They're coming out everywhere. <laughs> it, it was it was all sorts of ridiculous. But uh, that's only first gear. We've only got. What, 15 minutes into the movie? Not even? 15 10, minutes? 15? And then we proceed to go into a car chase. All of a sudden, this guy, I mean, obviously, he has to crank his adrenaline. He has to drive fast. He, he's living fast. He's, his life is on the line. He's, he's got to go. And he's on the phone with his doctor who explains exactly what he needs to do, which is, first off, the coke helps him, but he has to go to get this thing called epinephrine, which is an artificial stimulant. And what happens is he needs it in order to keep his heart going. We can only take... He said one-fifth of a syringe. Yes, it comes in syringes, one-fifth of a syringe. That's all you can take. Yes. So, <laughs> so on... he proceeds to drive through, uh, <laughs> through a mall. Very blues Well, a, Yeah, en route to the hospital, the, all of a sudden there's cops out of nowhere. I mean, those fucking cops, who the fuck are they trying to keep the peace? So he had to take a detour to lose him, ends up going through a mall, exactly like Blues Brothers. I have not seen that since Blues Brothers, which is on my top ten uh, favorite movies of all time. But they do top Blues Brothers in one way. The car makes it to the second floor. Yeah, but in the Blues Brothers, to be granted, yeah, they, okay, that they had. They had, well, it... <laughs> See, I thought it was gonna go up the escalator and then like tilt back and then keep driving and then like smash out. No, no. But I mean, you know, he, he was changing cars. He, don't worry about it. I mean, he has this nice car. He loses it in a mall, but it doesn't matter. He's, it's like Grand Theft Auto. When you watch this movie, think of it like a giant video game. Uh, That's exactly. It's just essentially a Grand Theft Auto movie. Exactly. It was just a rampage. It, that's all it was. Uh, that's I all mean, it is. It, it is a guy on. Six star police warning. <laughs> the cops, the army, everyone's after him. The news is covering him. Is is fucking. 
Meanwhile, he's stoning a girlfriend who, he's, who doesn't know he's an assassin. Oh, we forgot to say, he's an assassin. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole subplot in the movie. It really doesn't matter. You don't know this in the beginning of the movie. You really don't care by the time you find out. It's all about spectacle of, of the film itself. Uh, but yes, he is an assassin. He's trained. He's a professional. And his girlfriend doesn't know. And his girlfriend is a stoner. Yes, and who doesn't know what the hell's going on half the time? <laughs> and he's actually madly in love with her. Uh, his girlfriend is played by Amy Smart. She's been in who looks quite very a few hot films. in films. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, she's getting a little bit older, but you know, she's, I mean, she could. She's still doable. Oh, oh, absolutely. So well, first, first you meet his gay friend, who's like the, a toady, <laughs> who's Pedro in uh, uh, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Of how far he's come in the world. <laughs> he must have, uh, I don't know, he, he he was probably starving. He probably has... Well, he could be wrong. It could be the twin. They're he, twins. Oh, really? Yeah, two of them. Uh, let's... We'll say it's one or the other, or maybe it was both of them, because supposedly both are in the second one. Oops. Really? Well, well, we will see. We'll get into that in a bit. We'll get to that. So anyway, so he proceeds to cut a guy's arm off in a very cool way, and then fire the gun with the hand still in it. Absolutely, headshot with a fifth, uh, Desert Eagle fifty caliber. Which, which should have shot his ass all the way to the back, and then didn't. in real life, see that they they could have actually over embellished. I think they held back a little bit on the the you know the fifty caliber bullet disintegrating this guy's head, but which isn't bad. That's okay. It's okay. So anyway, so what happens is we proceed to see, and by the way, we are munching on the rarest of the rare. Mike and Ike's Italian Ice brand candy. What happens is they don't even make this. I've never seen this anywhere in online. Apparently it doesn't exist. But really? I found it. It's damn good. Damn good. It tastes like Italian Ice, which is awesome. And for this time of year, which is the winter, it actually works pretty well. It's better than going outside and trying to make your own Italian Ice. Mm. I highly recommend it. I'm not usually... Well, actually, I'm, I love all sorts of gummy candies. I never really got into the Mike and Ike's, but these are banging. No, I first I was like I I tried because I hate good and plenty. Yes, we're going on a tangent. Fuck you guys if you more skip ahead five minutes. <laughs> I'll skip ahead ten minutes. I think we're on a roll here. So I'm so back to the candy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck the movie. We're talking about the candy now because it's actually giving me a buzz, just like in the movie. Exactly. So I can feel my heart beating through my chest so right now. We completely forgot the the anyway. Doesn't matter. So back to the candy at hand. This movie was an incoherent film. It doesn't matter where we go because as long as it's entertaining, everybody's having a good time. Exactly. Just like me, I was a little iffy coming into it. I um, told no, I told you it was a good movie. You were like you were. I'm skeptical. I told you, I, you know, I like to know, be like one up, you know, coming into a situation like this where I can collect my thoughts. But it was total brainless. But this movie you turn your your brain off for, which is very good. Now, so. Since we're filling up time with the candy, back to the candy. <laughs> back to the candy. Back so, to the candy. So, back to the candy hand. How did you get those, anyway? So what happened was, went hanging out with Belle, Belle Chan. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, we went to the to Target, to the candy section. We used to check the stuff out. They didn't have much. No Sour Patch Kids. No M&M's. Not even my licorice, my Australian licorice or the Twizzlers. So I was like, what the hell am I going to get? So I'm looking, I see Mike and Ike's, or I see Good and Plenty. And I hate my Good and Plenty. I hate it good. I would I would use it to kill someone. 
Yeah, it leaves that, that sick aftertaste in your mouth. And you it s- tastes like medicine. It tastes yeah. like... So I said, I'll and get you this. you spit, and it's like purple and white chunks when you spit. So I, so I got... Um, it was either that or hot tamales. I forgot hot tamales or Mike and Ike. So I got the Mike and Ike. Good and I was call. like, I'm um, eating the Mike and Ike. I'm like, this isn't bad. It's like pills, but it's good. <laughs> so anyway, so I got addicted to it slowly. And then what happened is, I go to the store. I see, hey, Italian ice flavor. Picked it up. The rest is history. <laughs> Speaking of... of uh, 8-bit graphics and pills. You ever play that game for uh, Nintendo uh, Monster Party? Yes. It was with, with Bert and Mark, and Mark got transported by the, the pterodactyl guy, yep. and then you take a pill that's pretty much shaped exactly like the Mike and Ike, and you become, you know, a badass pterodactyl yep. monster. Mm-hmm. I, re- I don't recommend that game, by the way. It's called Monster Party. I think it was produced by Bandai... Uh, way back when, so yes. If it's if it's not a well for an anime anecdote, if it's not a Gundam thing, they don't care about it. <laughs> if it's not have anything to do with Gundam, they're like, eh, we work on it. We work on it later. He's <laughs> like, we we working on making new Gundam where instead of having regular armor, we have football armor. <laughs> no wait, that was Gundam G. Never mind. Again. See, uh, so back to Chelios. Actually, if. What was that show? Uh, it was a cartoon. They used to show it on Cartoon Network. It was Centurions. Remember, the, it was like yes. three, three dudes. Yes. Sky Centurions. Land yes. And, and yes. Centurions. I recommend that cartoon. That that was amazing. Yes, but we but Centurions is one of those things we well. Anyway, we should. We should. Yes, I'm babbling. I also don't recommend doing two lines of sugar. <laughs> Make that three lines of sugar while doing a podcast. I concur completely. Anyway, so back to what we were originally saying. To reiterate, so Chelios goes completely batshit crazy, gone that far. Yes. So he proceeds to go into a hospital where he says, "I need something with an E." He's like, "Uh, England." Shut <laughs> the fuck up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> then he proceeds to mug an old man for his clothes, yes. who's, who's comatose. The cops are still looking for him for no apparent, for, no for no apparent no, reason. Well, no, first, like, I could highlight this, but he has the gun in plain sight. <laughs> Walking with the gun in his hand and, um, with his ass hanging out. Well, that was, that was the funny part. The whole, the whole punchline of that is that Chelios is hiding up from these cops. He sees an old man, like, on his deathbed, obviously. He robs him of his clothes to get away within maybe three seconds of him walking out of the room, the cops immediately recognize him, so he pointlessly changed his clothes into a hospital gown. Literally, you see his balls more than one time while he's running. He is running. He is not wearing one of those little rubber mm-hmm. cup things around his... No. Which is why this he's is a hard R, and that makes it better. Yes, yeah. Uh, so it, it, was, it was entertaining, to say the least, to see. So, him. he proceeds to mug a guy with a cart, Meanwhile, the guy who's in the stretcher next to the cart says, You asshole. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was on the asshole count, it was probably number four or five at this point. Four, yep. And yeah. so he proceeds to get his epinephrine, but before he gets the epinephrine shot, he proceeds to tell the guy, Dude, I want you to jolt me. <laughs> oh, this is, we're talking about the, the, the actor who plays the orderly that is getting mugged and has the, uh, the defibrillator paddles. It's actually Glenn Howerton from. Uh, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, excellent show. Well, that's for another, because we have to go through. It's always sunny, and but that's again we will go to that a bit. I would, uh, yes, I, I would love that. we have to. Anyway, so he proceeds to get shocked, and then he goes. 
he, he goes, gets amped up again. Oh, he gets amped up again. Like he's he's like a demented energizer rabbit. He's like it's like heart dying. <laughs> Kill you all. <laughs> it, it was. It's kind of like the Hulk video games, you know, where you're like Bruce Banner in the slow parts, and then like you Hulk out, and then you're. And, but crazy. he's. But the thing is, he, there's one line he says which describes him perfectly. I'm the fucking Terminator. That's it exactly. It's a freaking Terminator. He will not die. He can't be stopped. Uh, it's impossible for him to be stopped in this movie. Oh, the funny thing is then, okay, remember, earlier he said, it's one-fifth of a syringe. Yes, his doctor. Up. His doctor, who really doesn't look like a doctor. In fact, he looks like uh, like a, some shady loan <laughs> shark out in Reno, you know? He's like a fucking scumbag. No, he does. He, he's cool. He's cool. No, he's cool. And what happens is that he proceeds to take the entire, well, syringe of <laughs> Oh, that for you guys specifically said one fifth of a syringe. The plunger could not have been, you know, more uh, extended. And then he just does the the whole shot of this artificial adrenaline right into his blood. And then he proceeds to run like twenty blocks or two miles. I don't know. While on the phone, while kicking ass. And no, not yet. No, no, because he's just running first. I guess the I guess the phone. Yeah, he tells the guys like it's like you took the whole thing to you. Yeah. Heart racing? Yeah. Vision blurry? Yeah. Look got a heart on? Yeah. That's your co- that's your arteries collapsing. You have to relax. It's like, yeah, try to get some pot or something. What's the drug count up to at this point, by the way? Coke. That and the Beijing cocktail. Oh, we forgot. When he first goes to get a nephron from the stupid girl, she won't sell it to him because he looks like a lunatic. And so what happens is that this kid who's there says that there's ephronephrine in nasal spray which I do not recommend and it is a falsehood we are not condoning nor are we no. and it is highly addictive just as our friend um, Corrado Corrado there but anyway we're, we're not we're not condoning anything we're not no you know anyway so what happens is that he's on that also so we have to include the nasal spray so nasal spray oh and he's also mugged a convenience store for Red Bull monsters and those <laughs> stimulant packs you get, which say all night long. <laughs> yes, he's trying to keep awake. He's trying to keep moving. He's doing. He's desperate. He's desperate. Yeah, he should have died at this point. His heart should have exploded. He should have been dead. In in terms of movie time, like he went from one side of town, he was like in Compton, and he ends up in Beverly Hills. That takes at least an hour to get out there. No, he was bouncing back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> like, a, like a ping pong. He ball. just won't stop. Yeah, so he should be dead. So anyway, so he is running, and then he proceeds to steal a motorcycle from a cop who we're debating if he says asshole to him. <laughs> he, he very may, uh, very well. Because he doesn't have. kill the cop. He just takes his gun and goes, huh, 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 you want a gun? And throws it over there. And that's the other thing. He, he didn't, uh, even on his rampage, he didn't kill any good guys. He only killed the scumbags. It was, right? Uh, was there any collateral? The only collateral was in the car accident and the motorcycle accident because he steals the motorcycle and proceeds to crash it. Then he mugs a guy for his very, very stylish all Puma <laughs> tracksuit. <laughs> yes, he was. He was. He was on the motor on a police motorcycle while still dressed in the hospital gown, mind you. Um, yes, and he, I think you see his balls another three times. And he proceeds to pull an easy rider where he's on top. And they're playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a psychedelic, uh, psychedelic sequence. It was very psychedelic. So then he goes to his girlfriend, who's played, as you said, by Amy Smart, and mm-hmm. proceeds to wa- make a waffle out of his hand. 
Very interesting. He's trying to keep awake. She has no idea. He's trying to keep it cool. He's dying. There's homicidal maniacs coming to kill her to get to him. And he kills one just by running up to him and slamming his head into the pole. Yeah. And the next one he proceeds to kill while he after he drops her bag and she's too busy looking through her bag. And then he just makes her disappear into a kiddie pool. Ah, the magic of Hollywood. Uh, I wish it was that easy to uh, hide anything from my girlfriend, unfortunately. <laughs> nope. 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 So, then we proceed to see one of the arguably most interesting scenes. You didn't like it. But they proceed to have sex in the street. And uh, from there on, it just goes even more in batshit crazy. And I know you guys think we're bullshitting you. No, it, it... no he literally fucks this girl in the middle of Chinatown. And later on, they talk about how he was magnum-sized. Some, some <laughs> Chinese uh, schoolgirls. I thought I saw Egg Shen as an extra. Yeah, well, he was dead at that point. He's a ghost. I didn't say he was in the movie. I said I saw him. He was sitting next to me. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. Anyway. So, ends up big standoff at the ending between the bad guys and him. Big fires shootout. I mean, no, we're missing part of it with another shootout, but... Oh, there's... No, there's guns blazing non-stop. Uh, it really and, oh, we forgot. One of the greatest car gun battles involving a girl giving a guy a hand job uh, or a blow uh, job at the same time. Yes. And he... Uh, we're not going to ruin it for you tell you if he climaxes <laughs> or not. Let's just say you got to watch that all the way to the end. Yes, and, and his response is... Duly, uh, duly justified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of firsts in this movie. Hopefully, I mean, the sequel was took this to well. All right, the ending. Well, does this get statute limitations? You think? Let's see. Does at it the, get... at, by the end of the movie, he literally. By the end of the movie, the the body count must be probably around forty, mm, maybe oh, 40. maybe a little bit less. Yeah. But, this is just a one-man rampage. There's probably millions of dollars worth of damage. Uh, there's severed hands via meat cleavers. There's dead trannies. There's fucking... There's... A guy who his hand was, um... Uh, sewn to death. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the, the horrific... Uh, the, the sewing needle of doom. And a guy gets thrown off a building and... Yes, a, a man gets thrown off a building. After failing the a part of a game show. Uh, ding! Ding! Time's, time's up! up. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then at the end, and at the climax, there is at least one, maybe possibly more people thrown out of a, a helicopter. Um, uh, I'd say he jumped, so that'd be one. Well, he was kind of yanked, if you think No, 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 not him. No, no, no. Chavy, he, oh, I'd well, say he okay. jumped. Okay. Because he was screwed in. Well, he thinks it was. Oh, we forgot the. Uh, and one death by gr jumping onto a grenade. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy on top of the other guy didn't die. Which, again. It was the human. Uh, did you ever see uh, Child's Play 3? Yes. When Chucky was at, like, West Point, and then yeah. he, he loaded the, the real bullets and the paintball bullets, and then he had real grenades, and he, the one kid jumped on top, saving the rest of the crew. And, if you learn anything from that movie, it's that your body can fully absorb any kind of grenade explosion. Let's try that out. Where's JT? 
Troubles. JT, we need you to sit on just to lie down on this pillow. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I've done this before. <laughs> but I think it'd just do like in that one. Uh, well, off tangent. Anyway, so overall, this movie. Well, the ending of the movie is we're not since he's gonna die anyway. We can assume he does die. However, he leaves it open to the fact that they made a sequel, which takes place. It's not a prequel. It's not a different main character. It takes place like an hour after this one happens. Pretty much immediately right after it happens, or pretty much, and he's fine. I'll have to see it. This is this this is the first time I ever saw this movie, so like I wasn't sure. No, I wasn't sure what I was in for. You know, I mean, you gave me a pretty good description. Uh, in you thought I was lying? <laughs> no, I didn't think you were lying. I just wasn't sure if I could like a movie like that. And thank God they had that that that's, that uh, bathroom okay. scene early because that that had me hooked for the rest of the ride. No, the movie is absurd. It's, it's yeah. insane. It's not plausible at all, but it was brilliant. It is the type of movie you watch when you turn your brain off. It is a, a true action movie, not one of these. We have something for everybody, including the female fight sequence between the two girls to show the girl power and have equal equality, and then us holding hands and singing Kumbaya. No, this is straight up, fuck you, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. Yes, the only bit of love you know, in it is obviously the, the girlfriend, but uh, basically the only interaction with her is trying to hide his, or trying to come clean before he dies, basically. And also a phone message while he's falling. Two billion f- stories from a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, it's a stretch, to say the least. But. It's a stretch, but it was very cool. And it was... A little bit gory, but it was not overly gory. No, it wasn't overly gory. There wasn't a lot of cringe moments. Uh, no, there was like a few cringe moments, but there were some cool parts, including the presto sequence, which is personally my my favorite scene. Yeah, was, that was very cool. I'll say that for another discussion, though. Exactly. We're so on about Crank. So Crank was arguably very cool movie. Excellent movie. I wouldn't say it was excellent. I would say if you got nothing to do and you're in the right state of mind... And, uh, so you're saying it's worth seeing on DVD once? Five, I would say. Yeah, I'd say three out of five. I'll give it three. I will give it a borrow from a friend, just because it and its its successor are equally insane. Two, it was better than Gamer. So, oh, Gamer! I haven't seen Gamer, so I can't Gamer was. It was this with a plot. Because oh, okay. there's not yeah, really because really the, cause the plot, plot really doesn't matter in this movie like the subplot you don't care about you just want to see him go on a fucking rampage yeah that is his movie it's just I, him on a rampage that, and that's what they had in mind you could tell with the opening credits with the um, you know with the the eight bit graphics and, and also all. the Google Map sequences oh yes yeah and that was very cool and actually what sold it on the video game was in the very first sequence after he smashes his TV and he runs out. And he's like running down in in the parking garage, and he just kind of like runs over the car. It's like how many times in a video game? What's the shortest point between A and B? A straight line, right? You jump over you it. Tra- you freaking walk right over a fucking no. car. That's what's happening no. in this movie, and that's what's really cool about it. No, no, and it, and it's one of those movies. I mean, uh, who is it? Neville Dean and Taylor, the writers, obviously are gamers. Are also the directors. They're obviously gamers, and they know what we like. And this is very, like I said. It's Grand Theft Auto. They don't need to make a Grand Theft Auto movie. They made it. It's Crank. Yeah, pretty much. It just goes through a city. You know, it's L.A. There's a lot of shit happening. There's a lot of different fucking people. There's a lot of creeps. He has an he has an end point. He has a girl he interacts with. He has some other shady people he interacts with. He has, he's 
on a little fetch quest where he has to go A to B. Yeah, pretty much the whole the whole actually the whole plot. It is a really good movie. Um, just because the beginning justifies the whole movie, and it has pay it has payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this movie is pretty awesome. It's worth checking out, and it has a lot of really good points to it. It's entertaining, and also she's hot. I know you think that that seems useless, but I liked it. She was hot. The only thing I didn't like about Amy Smart, that they had that, the one insert shot of her getting her tit ripped out. That was a stunt tit. I'm sorry. She she didn't show her titties in this movie. She does in the second one. Well, I I hope so. But you all, but in that scene you all see horse cock. Because <laughs> they do it at a horse track. In front of everybody. <laughs> and the horses run over him and just has a huge scene. But anyway, so yes. So. Ah, uh, Crank. Crank. Crank, crank, crank. That's all we gotta say about Crank. However. Yeah, I'm actually crashing now. It's like. Oh. It's like I'm coming down real fast. Um, well, it's that part we've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Dodecahedron of Movies. Now, what is the Dodecahedron? The Dodecahedron is a 12-sided object, which we use to decide what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Movie Review. Now, nine of these sides have a movie connect to it. The other two are three gimmicks. Roll again, co-host choice, or host choice. Now, I'm going to roll, and we're going to see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Movie Review. So, let's see. Okay, number seven, and ironically, number seven is going to be... Oh, God. Well... It's going to be an interesting movie, and we're going to be reviewing, well, No String is Attached. Good luck with that. So, either way, this has been a pretty cool episode, and it's been a little fun. I mean, we're a little tweaked out, a little crazy right now, but... And, for the basic information, if you want to check us out, it's www.spirekin.com. You can email me at spirekin at gmail.com, or zan at spirekin.com, or you can email deke at deke dot sparkin at gmail.com remember we enjoy all feedback or anything you really want to email us or tell us about we really appreciate it or if you have a request you know keep them coming we're, we've been pondering uh, you know what, what you guys have uh, all the feedback we've got yeah let us know tell us what you think and also uh, you can check me out on Xbox Live under Zan Space Spirekin X-A-N not S-A-N and if you want to leave a voicemail it's 206-350-8462 that again that, is that number again 206-350-8462. Remember, call us anytime, leave any message you want. Anyway, I think that's it for this episode. I think we're done. At least we didn't go on a tangent about... Well, there's a lot of things we could have went on a tangent on. We went on a lot of tangents, so I guess that's it for this episode. So. I guess so. So, uh... Peace off, you nonce. So, this is Deke. A man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. What is it you gotta do? Better kick some black ass. What? Ah! Oh! 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 Shit! Oh! 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 Whatever, psycho. I'm afraid the Houdini act is over, my friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
Stop. 